So how many times are you on a Zoom call or a Teams call or a Google Hangouts call and it feels a bit chaotic and it feels as though some of the people on the call, maybe yourself, you're not feeling engaged, you're not feeling part of it, you're kind of, you know, and it's struggling, someone's struggling to keep chairing it and all that sort of stuff. Well, on today's podcast, I've got an interesting idea from an interesting guy who might have a solution to all of that, bringing the body language back into Zoom calls. You're listening to the Better Presentations More Sales podcast with Trevor Lee. Tune in each week for top tips and ideas to deliver in-person and online presentations, demos, sales pitches and webinars that will help grow your sales. And now, here's your host, Trevor Lee. Hello everybody, this is Trevor Lee and this is episode 147 of Better Presentations More Sales. Now, we all are getting involved in more and more video calls, aren't we? Whatever you, whether you're using Zoom or, or uh, Teams or Google Hangouts or even Skype. Does anybody use Skype? Whatever happened to Skype? I'm not sure. Well, Paul Hills was a lifeguard on Falmouth Beach and using signs and signals to communicate with these fellow lifeguards. And then suddenly Paul had a, a seminal moment where he thought, hang on. Why don't we use similar signs on Zoom calls to bring a bit of body language into the calls to make it easier for people to stay interested, stay engaged and all that sort of stuff. So Paul's gone on to create the videosignlanguage.com website and on that there are 25 video signs that you can use and he's going to explain them to you in this podcast. Now, we did a video recording of the podcast as well. So if you want to see Paul in action during the podcast, which is not a bad thing because, he, you know, it's easier to see the video signs, obviously, then go to the Trevor Lee Media YouTube channel or check out the show notes on your podcast app. I'll put a link in there to the YouTube uh, clip, you know, the channel as well, where you can see the pod, watch the podcast rather than necessarily listen to it. Anyway, let's get on with the show and let's welcome Paul Hills to the Better Presentations More Sales podcast. So, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Great to see you. Thank you. Really nice to be here with you this morning. Now, our listeners have been probably, you know, sitting on Zooms and Teams and Google Hangouts for the last 10 months and are thinking it's going to be another 10, 20, 50 years of this. So I'm sure they're intrigued to know how, it, how you have come up with a system which can make it much more interesting. So, you know, just tell us about video sign language. I will. I will. Thank you very much, uh, Trevor. Yeah, well, I like like everybody, I was getting so frustrated with meetings. Um, and my traditional business is running leadership programs and getting people together in, in hotels. Um, and clearly, we haven't been able to do that uh, meeting rooms. So I was just thinking there must be a better way to do Zoom meetings. And I just had a thought in the summer having done lots of meetings and I was inspired really by the fact that I'm, I'm a lifeguard on the local beach and we use signs a lot because we can't hear each other and the best way to communicate with somebody at a distance is to use the hand signal and I just thought this is mad why aren't we doing something like this on zoom and I at the same time I was also aware of another charity I'm in, involved in in Cornwall helping young men in crisis. We, when we sit in circle with the young men, we use a couple of hand signals to convey emotions because emotions can be difficult to speak sometimes. And as well as that, I was aware of a friend teaching their baby, baby sign language. So these kind of three things all came together and I thought we should be using signs on Zoom. That's what, <laughs> that could work. 
So I just started to try it with groups of friends and, and I introduced some basic science and they're pretty simple. So if I say to a group, do you agree with me? Usually they, you get a few nods and I said, no, hang on a minute. Let's just, this is, do you agree with me? Yeah, so, so Trevor, do you agree with me? Yeah, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs up. So okay, um, well, what if I said to you, um, shall we carry on this podcast at midnight tonight if we don't finish it? Will that be okay with you? What would you do if I said, do you, do you agree with that? I'd, uh, I'd probably give you a single thumbs up, yeah, well, I guess. Oh, no, down. or thumbs down, yeah. What if you idea. weren't sure? What might you do if you weren't sure? Can you <laughs> guess? Not, yeah, well, I've gone for that. So so three very basic signs that we all agree that are pretty intuitive uh, I came up with uh, first. And then also... One of the, I started to interview people as well and say, what's your, what do you like about Zoom and what don't you like? And it was pretty consistent. I couldn't believe how consistent it was. And one of the most common dislikes was, I don't know when to speak. And there's a lot behind that when you think about the knock-on implications of that. But, but really, the start point is people don't, know, don't like to interrupt. They, they realize when they do interrupt, they're taking the speech away from someone else. And so they tend not to do it. They tend to back off and they don't say anything. And that then means the conversation doesn't flow. And there's also more pressure on the person leading the meeting who then feels, blimey, I don't know if everyone's interested. I think they've all switched off and, and I feel under pressure now. So I had recipients in meetings and also team leaders both talking about a similar issue. And I just thought, well, as a lifeguard, if I want to attract someone's attention, this is what I do. I, I just <laughs> wave. I wave. And I, and I said, let's just try this. Let's just try waving. And then and it actually made a big difference because the, especially if there was a chair, the chair knew who wants to speak. And then I thought, hang on a minute, we can go a bit further than this. So why do I want to speak? Well, I want to speak because I don't understand. So this is a combination of my lifeguard sign with Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> so for those of you listening to this podcast paul is now scratching his head from with his hand pointing down and i would yeah. just say at this junction that this podcast is available on the youtube on my youtube channel so you can see paul demonstrate all these signs um on the on that version of this podcast yeah um actually i also realized that i had to ask people to join uh, meetings by laptop or, or ipad rather than a phone and to have it in gallery view and also to set their webcam up so we could see their body because some people are very close and you can only see their head. So that would be, I want to speak. That would be, I want to speak because I don't understand. This would be, I want to speak because I'd like to offer something to the conversation. I'd like to make a gift or a contribution to the conversation. And this is, I want to speak because I've got a very different point of view to make, or actually I'd like to challenge something you've said, or you've said something that's wrong. So if you're chairing the meeting, you know, why people want to contribute and it's possible to then say if there are 10 or 12 people on the call ah paul i can see you want to go next because you don't understand something you go first because maybe your lack of understanding is going to stop you contributing and then susan you go next because you'd like to make a gift of the conversation and then brian will come to you last because you want to move the conversation on with a different perspective and it just allows that facilitation if there's a chair but it also allows the conversation to flow if there isn't a chair, if it's more of an informal meeting. And that's where I also, with some training that I'll do for teams, encourage everybody in the meeting to take some responsibility for conversation flow so it doesn't all sit with the team leader. Um, so, Paul, I think you've got 25 of these signs, haven't you? Is that right? Yes, there are. Uh, 
There are, I don't introduce them all at once. And I'm not sure that I've got any group at the moment using all of them. But I, I, do, I, I do say to people, look, this is a bit like learning a new language. If we were learning French, for example, you might be happy after the first lesson if you, if you could say bonjour, merci, and de baguette. And you might kind of stick with that for a while and you know, that, would, <laughs> that would get you some bread in the local bread shop and people would smile at you. But, and then maybe the next day you'd pick up a few more terms and then the week after that and on your next trip to France, a few more terms. So I'm not saying to people, you have to know all of them, but you know, use some basic ones like, you know, I agree, I disagree and, and I want to speak and then move on to some extras and what I might call the more advanced ones as well, a little bit after that. So um because it's interesting what you say about interrupting, but I said to you in, you know, before we press the record button that I, I'd been in a meeting this morning, you know, where um, with one of the, one of my regular clients and I was just sitting in observing as much as anything. There are about five of them and they were just interrupting each other all the time. You know, it was it, it was like, oh, it was just it was very hard. So um, clearly they, they might benefit from some of your signs, but they weren't shy in interrupting. They were just very good at interrupting each other, all of them, really. Well, I know that is a problem. Actually, I read a very interesting article uh, yesterday about the fact that women are also sometimes being shouted out more on Zoom meetings because they are less likely to interrupt. Uh, so there are some other dynamics to this, too, in terms of certain groups or personality types not getting as much airtime as perhaps they should do, um, because it can be seen to be rude or pushy to interrupt. Um, and clearly you're with the group of people who don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all fighting for space, but the hand signs could really help them. And, and it might help them listen better as well. I think, you know, listening is really important on Zoom. There's a couple of signs I found really, oh, actually the reason um, it, it, it is picked up is because so many people experience what you just said. I haven't spoken to a single organization that doesn't just say, yeah, we get this. Yeah, we get this. Wow, that's an interesting idea. And once I've got them hooked on the initial idea of the basic signs, I usually go straight to a couple of emotional signs. And I, I do, are, you, are you up for um, me showing you those? And yeah, sharing? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think if you could talk, talk through the way you're doing the signs as well, Paul. Sure, okay. So see them for also, real on the video. Yeah, sometimes on Zoom, some people say it's all very tasky now and I don't really get to know people and I can't read the body language and I, it just seems a bit formal. And I'm also noticing in teams now, people are joining teams and they've never met their colleagues other than on Zoom. So how do you get to really know the person behind the task and how do you move to feelings as well as just thoughts? And I, an exercise I do with people, which is a really good team development exercise, if anyone out there wants to try this, and it's really good to do it now and maybe reflect back on last year. So we'll, we'll do this. I'm going to ask you to look back on 2020 and share, me, share with me one thing that made you feel really proud and one thing that made you feel maybe a bit sad, maybe a bit uncomfortable, a kind of low point from last year. And when you do that, just before you do that, I'm going to show you the signs that I might use. And um, because sometimes you'll do this with a group and you get you just get faced by a, a sea of blank faces. That was a lovely expression. One interview you told me, I, I just see a sea of blank faces. And this is the, the lovely alternative now. So if you say something and the same thing has happened to me, then I will put one hand up like that. I'm just putting my right hand up now straight up. So it's level with my head, palm facing forwards. And that says to you, I've had a similar experience. As all, it just I can so you know that me and you have a connection there. I have had the same a similar experience to you. 
And if I put my hand alternatively to my heart, palm facing down on my heart, that says, I haven't had the same experience, but I hear your emotion and I want to send you some thoughts. And that might be some kindness or some love or some empathy. So you know that, you know, I'm listening for a start. You know, I'm not staring at my phone, doing my emails while you're talking. And you also know that in some way we connect emotionally and it's quite powerful. So let's try one. So um, Joe, what, what was, uh, what made you feel really proud last year? Well, the one, well, well, we're talking about Zoom, Paul. The one thing I joke about is that prior to lockdown number one, I had a Zoom paid account for two years and used it twice. Um, <laughs> and uh, as we're doing right now, suddenly I've recorded lots of interviews on Zoom for my podcast. And I, and I knew that I needed to do more interviews, um, but it, it, it just never kind of happened. Um, and then suddenly all these people were coming to me and saying, hey, you know, do you want to interview X, Y, and Z? And a lot of them were in the States. And of course, there's no way I was going to, you know, go to the States for an interview. It was obvious I had to do it on Zoom. And it's worked really, really well. So I was very proud of the fact that that, uh, that happened. Okay. So while Trevor's doing that, I've now put my hand to my heart because I haven't had a similar experience, but I can hear that. I can hear that he's, that's a good thing for him. And I just want to show him, I hear, I hear you. I hear you. And, and that's great. Yeah, fantastic. And what about something that was a bit more sad? Um, well, I, you know, to be honest, I've been really lucky during lockdown. So um, it's, it's, but I suppose uh, in a trivial sadness way, if you like, um, I suppose not seeing people face to face, not delivering workshops face to face, you know, everything's gone on to webinars now rather than, you know, the, the way I would normally interact with people. So I've missed that interaction, but yeah. in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's, comparatively trivial i think that's gonna and i can i'm doing the other sign there i'm putting my hand up which hopefully <laughs> you notice so i'm saying yeah i share that with you yeah that's feel a similar i have a similar thought or feeling so um so i hope you, you get the hang of that but if you do share something like you just shared and there are 10 people on the screen and you see a number of them making the signs it, it feels really good because you know they're listening and you've made a deeper connection than you would have done if they just stared back at you. Yeah, because I get what you're saying, Paul, about the fact, and I'm sure many of our listeners are experiencing this, where there's multiple people on some sort of video call. And, um, and of course, you know, it's very difficult to engage them all for, and, and it's easy to slip out of that engagement. So really? asking people to communicate through that, um, through that signs rather than you, you know, interrupting um, it, seems great. So, so, you know, people listening to this now thinking, well, this is a great idea. So um, what are, how do they start to progress this, Paul? I mean, what, what are the, where can they find this out? Can they, do they hire you in? How does that all work? If they look uh, at my website, videosignlanguage.com, I have actually got all of the signs up there. So the signs are, are there to be used. I want them to be used by people all around the world because I think they, they genuinely bring a bit of humanity to these remote calls, which is something we all need right now. So I, I would love it if families, people who are at home and a bit isolated and, and people in organizations would use these uh, for free and just start to get a benefit from them. Um, I will uh, sell some services as well and largely to corporates because I think lots of organizations realize the signs are very helpful, but there's more to be done. And I also do some work on video meeting values. So getting teams to adopt some values and behaviors that mean they behave well in meetings and team leader skills, because it's not an easy thing to design and facilitate mm. a meeting. 
and team member skills and team member well-being, particularly with all of this homeworking. So I've got a whole package of services that, that sit behind that, but the actual signs are, are freely available and, I, and I'm just really keen that people start using them. And if they want me to join them, join a meeting for an introductory introduction to the signs for 15 minutes or so, I'm happy to do that uh, as an introductory uh, offer as well to get them excited by it. Well, you know, that's fantastic because, you know, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? You talked about this came to you when you were lifeguarding on, on yeah. Balmworth Beach. But <laughs> striking, I, I can imagine that every single listener of this podcast has been in some sort of video meeting this year, whether it's on Zoom or Teams or Google Hangouts or, well, whatever happens to Skype, really. And no one goes on a Skype meeting anymore, but that's another that's another thing. And I'm sure they've all experienced, you know, interruptions and frustrations and not getting their point across. So... I can't see why anyone wouldn't want to be interested in what you're talking about here, Paul. Yeah, I have found that. I've, I've um, been in doing leadership and strategy and change work for, you know, for 35 years. And I've worked with over 200 organizations and I've tried to sell those things as well. And it's, it's sometimes hard work. You know, as you know, the, the sales process can be quite hard work. This is such a joy because when I speak to people, they get it and they smile and the signs are really fun to learn. So I'm really enjoying this business and it, you know, it's very motivational for me to see it work so instantly. I did a, I did a women's institute group in okay. Greenwich and, and uh, it was quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> there were 30 of them, they were all drinking because uh, they were having a fun meeting, but they wanted to use the signs because I've been working with one of them who's a teacher uh, and her teachers uh, group all use them as well. And the, the group loved the signs. It was just a social group and it wasn't over chaired, but they just loved the idea that this helped them with the interrupting thing. And they made up a few of their own signs as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we had great fun for half an hour and now they, they, they want to roll those signs out amongst the whole group. So it is very universally applicable and very easy to pick up and use. Uh, that's interesting, that isn't it? Because I, I guess there's always going to be people, like you say, who uh, who bring to the table their own signs that you you haven't. Are you adding everyone's? You know, are you adding these to your portfolio? I sometimes do that for fun. If it's more of a fun group, I, <laughs> once we've got going, I say like, are there any others you haven't got? And inevitably, some of them are a bit rude, but uh, it just it just helps the. Actually, one of the other things I do try and do is introduce fun into calls. And I do, um, when I'm working with team leaders, I talk to them about pace and flow in a meeting and how to think of designing a meeting a bit like you would. I also write shows and pantomimes and things. And I like to think of a meeting as being a series of acts, like I would do if I was doing a show and there were eight, eight, there were eight scenes. And each scene is different and each scene requires a different way to run it to make it work well. And also I, as the team leader or director, don't need to be the lead actor in every scene. If I think about it and I plan it in advance, I can get other people to take responsibility for each of those scenes. And I, there's some real skill there around team leader, uh, a team leader working with a team to empower them to all work collectively to make the meeting run well. Um, and part of that also is the team leader introducing new ideas. So I introduce meditations. I do a two minute meditation. I do some fun stuff where we stand up and we do crazy things like learn to juggle with imaginary juggling balls. But <laughs> I've got about 50, 50 kind of fun, two minute fun things that I've got good at using that I try and teach team leaders to introduce as appropriate, you know, to the to the meeting. Yeah, that's really interesting that, Paul, because I, you know, even before lockdown, you know, I think, 
uh, a lot of people took chairing a meeting a little bit for granted, especially if you're a kind of CEO and you think, you know, you just turn up and everybody listens. Um, but I reckon that the skill of chairing a meeting is even, is harder online. I don't know about I, you I than, think it, than I in think a room. Harder. I had a really insightful, in-depth conversation with one of the team leaders who said that she feels the pressure is much more on her. She, she looks at this sea of blank faces People don't contribute enough because they don't want to interrupt. She in turn feels more pressure on her. She tries to do more and that reinforces in everyone's minds that they don't need to do so much, so they do less. And it's kind of a negative spiral where, and then, you know, as soon as screen share comes on, everyone gets on their phones and does their messages, which, you know, people reluctantly admit to doing. And, and you're just thinking, this is crazy because if we're spending half of our time in meetings, that's a huge amount of money and resource to waste on ineffective mm. meetings, you know, where, where they could be, they could be so much better. So the program you're getting together uh, for chairing team chairing, you know, meetings and things like that, Paul, that's, um, that's on your website. Is it on is, the yeah, website? there's a, there's a range of services there. And if I, I, I would sit down with a client and talk to them about their problems, their issues and how we go forwards, really, I'll often try and introduce the signs, first because they're easy to pick up and they can be spread then look at video meeting values and this set of five values and behaviors and get the organization to adopt them maybe change them to, you know tweak them to their own style but adopt the behaviors and they, they're things like that we all make a personal commitment to showing up on time to being present for the whole meeting to leaving our videos on to using our body language and using the signs uh, and participating and, and holding ourselves to account so we, we do the values and then we work on skills. So the third part for me is team leader skills and team member skills as well. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. And um, and this is all on the website, Paul. So people can get in touch with you through the, the uh, video sign language website, which I will put in the show notes as well. Thank you. And, and you mentioned earlier about maybe you would you'd be happy to you know do a little um, 15 minute session with people just to introduce them. Yeah, what I find is is, is me and some my, my kind of growing band of, uh, of colleagues, uh, we'll join it, especially if we join an existing meeting, because then it doesn't need, uh, it's not a scheduling problem. We can just join an executive team meeting or a team meeting for the first 15 minutes, introduce some signs, do some sharing, use the emotional signs, get people realizing that this is it's possible for things to be different. And then they can use them straight away. But very, very often they say, this is great we can instantly see the benefit we'd like to do a bit more so i'm, I'm happy to join meetings okay if people want to get in touch through the website just send me an email and let's get these signs being used <laughs> so paul of all the 25 signs i'm going to ask you now which are your favorite couple okay you know? okay uh actually it's, I, I looked at that it's not this one but i looked at some websites in france and if you do that apparently that means you're drunk but it's not that one i like the emotion <laughs> paul the emotion. was uh, paul was rubbing his fist against his nose uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen on that one the emotion signs are great. I, I've done that with a few groups with people who said, I feel like I've had a hug from the whole group. And I just thought that was wonderful that we could achieve that level of connection on a, on a video call just, just by using uh, the hand signs make it easier to, to convey emotion than words do in a real meeting, actually. Yeah, sure. And um, I can imagine this also, Paul, working really well for networking groups. Um, yes. Because, you know, I, I go to the occasional online networking group and it again, it's a, you know, it's, it's not quite, you know, it's fairly well organized. But as you say, this, the signs to, you know, make people part of it. And particularly now, I think, as we're in this kind of lockdown three situation where 
this is I think this is going to be as tough as any of them really for everybody because you know it's no longer a novelty is it it's now everyday life and we've really you know it's and it's tough it is tough for a lot of people yes and it, and I think the signs get you more engaged in the meeting the meeting is more fun you enjoy it you're moving your body as well there's a little bit of body movement not lots but you are engaged and I think you know that I, I found that it alone can maybe help people's well-being because they feel more connected to their work colleagues and the other people they're, they're speaking to. Great. Well, it's been terrific having you on the show, Paul. And, and for people listening, as a reminder, there is a video version of this so you can see Paul demonstrating <laughs> all the signs that he's talked about. That'll be on the Trevely Media website. There'll be a link yeah. off the podcast page as well somewhere in the show notes. And in the show notes, I'll put all the links to uh, videosignlanguage.com so you can get hold of Paul. So, Paul. This is a, this is a handshake or a hug, by the way, over, uh, over a video call. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Paul has now got his, his uh, two, fit, two hands clinched together and he's holding them in front of himself. So there we go. <laughs> Paul, it's terrific. And I, th I, I think you're really onto something here. So uh, the best of luck with, with taking this forward and getting involved with people and helping them you know, bring those Zoom meetings uh, to life a bit more and make them a bit less of an, an onerous task because they need to be a bit of fun and we need to all feel involved. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, really nice to speak to you. Have a great day. Thanks very much. Thanks, Bye -bye. Paul. Bye. Well, there you go. Interesting stuff, hey? So, uh, yeah, I have a, have a look at Paul's website, thevideosignlanguage.com, and maybe introduce a few of those into your next Zoom, Google, or Teams meetings. Or even if you're, an, if you're running a little networking event, maybe you should bring those in as well. Because, you know, we're all going to be faced, aren't we, with doing virtual Zoom calls and that sort of thing for quite a long time to come. So, you know, we need to get better at it all the time. And Paul's got an interesting idea there for you to have a think about. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, then please do leave a review. That would be fantastic. You know, um, you can find the review, how to leave a review. If you just find the podcast in your library, on your podcast app, and then follow it down, scroll down, and there's a chance to leave a review. If you'd like to come on the show, if you've got something really interesting that will benefit people in the way they do sales or the way they do presentations, then do get in touch. Just drop me an email, trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or connect with me on LinkedIn and you can come on the show and we'll, we'll organise that through, uh, through very efficient ways of doing that these days, <laughs> through, through Calendly, which uh, I'm quite excited about now. So that's the end of another podcast. So thanks very much for listening. Uh, see you next week.